Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you getting paid? And his partner, Fader Top Ender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence. I'm joined, as ever, by Grado. Rob, how are we? How are the kids? Good. How was that introduction for you? Was it good? All right. Let's kick this off by saying big news has just broken at this time of recording just now that the big show Paul White has joined AEW and we have realised that by singing the big show's theme last week, uh, we have caused them to jump uh, ship. Seems like we've got some kind of magic power there, Grado. What do you think about that? I thought you didn't care. I, I said I didn't care when we were off air, mate. We knew that we were on air. I have to <laughs> pretend to care. Uh but you're right, you did say affair. Why did they not just, you know what I mean? Why did they, I wonder what his theme music is going to be. I bet it's generic sh- jobbiness. I bet you. I mean, you know, when this goes out on Friday, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's a bit annoying because it would have been good to get to see the debut. I don't know what he's got to do. I can't see him wrestling much, do you? No, he's no wrestling, is he? Is he no commentating? Is he? I think so. All right. It's garbage. I think, I think it's a commentary role. He's came in there. He's, you know, he's he was winding down his uh, wrestling career anyway. You might have seen him in uh, a sitcom on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I think it was called something like uh, The Big Husband or something like that. What was it called? Which I don't know. I don't know. So I think he's going to be called Paul White on AEW's. Paul White is going to be called. Well, you think this, John? You'll be loving it, huh? Well, why would I be loving it? I don't know. Just well, imagine it's... you going... The big show. <laughs> no, I mean, John, you are a big show fan. You're one of the biggest big I met show. Him. I met him once. I met him in Harrods. You go first. No, you didn't meet him. No, you didn't. Mm. How did you meet him in Harrods? Uh, first of all, what were you doing in Harrods? Let's get at. Take on me at the big show. Were you and. Were you and Big Show involved in a Princess Diana's death? Um, no, because he no. Was this way I was, after I was, that? I was in my Uncle Jimmy's bed when Princess Diana died. You were in your Uncle Jimmy's bed. Aye. Okay. And I always remember it. He came through to wake me up and went, "Graham, Graham, Dodie, Dodie, I'll find his past." 
Did you see that? Well, I was like, <laughs> he was this the full Diana had passed? Aye, he went. Because we heard about Dodie first, didn't we? Aye, he went, Dodie will fight his past, scream. And then I woke up in the morning, and then the wireless had all the mad, sad tunes on, and I was like, what's happening to Dean Park? What was West Sound known? And then my gran was obviously at the time when she said Diana passed and all, so. So did you, so wait a minute, did and then you, I you watched, the sad music, first of all, you thought it was Dean Park that died in Paris? No, I was just wondering why Dean Park wasn't on the air, because he had usually been on West Sound at the time. Right. And then I actually watched Princess Diana's funeral in my dad's bed. How weird is that? Yeah, that's weird. I can, I can see we're joining the dots here. August 31st, 1997 is when she died. So Princess Diana died and the news of it knocked Dean Park off the air. Well, true what they say about a silver lining to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you, you're at it. You've got something against these radio jokes. Let's see what's, uh, what the punters are saying today. Uh, hey, on. big shout out to Karate Warrior 2 for pointing out that one Mr. Mike Bennett, pro wrestler, put over Grado, put over Grado big, actually, on Conan's podcast. Would you like, let's, would you like to hear it? Oh yes, let's let. Can we let the listeners hear it? Is that can something that's going to happen? Let's hear. Let's hear Mike Bennett putting over Grado on this... Conan's podcast. Have you heard this yet, Grado? I guess it. Of course he has. He's fucking <laughs> sent. Is it? He's listened to it ten times. I think we need to approach it from the sense that. There's tons of different types of wrestling. To me, there's only one wrong type of wrestling, and that's just bad wrestling. And I think we've right. all seen bad wrestling to know yeah. what it looks like. I mean, some of the greatest, like, Grado is one of the greatest comedic wrestlers I've ever seen. And I would watch him all the time. I would watch Okada wrestle Ibushi all the time. You know, like, right. I, I'll go and I'll watch Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock all the time. Well, that was really nice, Grado, wasn't it? You getting in? It's true that you're. I mean, you're you're the best comedic wrestler working the day, Mike Bennett. Um, Don't work. Have, I know, but you, when when you were a wrestler, I'm saying <laughs> you were the best comedic wrestler in the world. Oh, you hey, fucking hell, Barry! Impact put up a um, Instagram post on Saturday night. It was when Drew debuted. I'm sitting there wrecked Saturday night. I need to stop doing that. Sitting myself. All the comments, man. Fucking Grado. <laughs> what else? Grado was a failed Dixie Carter idea. <laughs> I oh my god, I remember Grado. Let's let's forget him and all this. I got absolutely fucking slated oh, for a big fucking bunch of VLs, man. Were you raging? Oh, fuck them. They don't. Uh, they. I went to one of them and I thought I'm not getting involved, man. They know they nothing really about wrestling. Like me. They know nothing about wrestling. They don't understand it. They don't well, understand it. Mate. I mean, see, be honest with you, if I was a, 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 a wrestling fan, and I, I just like my first segment on TNA was in a bin bag, big fat guy needing a tan, working out and trying to do um, squats for an X division match. I wouldn't like me either. They they done it all wrong, Rob. They done it all wrong. Yeah, but anybody that has, but this is the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off, and this is something I'm going to be talking about later in this show to some length uh the wwe can put on british wrestling shows on its fucking wwe network all at once but it is not telling the proper tell uh, the proper story of british wrestling on that's there. very frustrating and, and they should be they should be they should really be hanging their head in shame that it, i'll be talking about this later but i just kind of feel if you were to go on there the new and look at the british shows that are on there there's no there's no attempt made there to tell the story of British wrestling or to, to build a, a proper picture of the history of British wrestling, even the recent history of British wrestling. So they're really... I can see you, WWE. I can see you. I see what you're doing. 
Follow known for the chat about worse wrestling themes. Sexual harassment. What a fucking name that is, man. Sexual harassment on Twitter has went one further by trying to rank the worst Titan Trons. Oh, uh, number one, this is Gregory Helms' sunglasses and head tilt. Quite like that. Quite like the theme to that. Big Vito, where he shadow boxes, then morphs into the letter T. <laughs> Nunzio, his personal favourite. Funaki, if you're no epileptic, you will become one. Watching that Titan Tron, he says. And Taz, the million Tazes all walking. Do you remember that one, Gredo? I know the only thing I remember with the Taz Titan Tron is we snide the tattoo. Uh, here, Viva La Hazy got in touch and said that John's attempt at the big show's entrance theme last week was more like Lulu singing Shout than the big show. Right, John, Giza, Giza, he's just joined DEW. Giza, another attempt. I right, go there again, John. Now I come to think it was because I mean, maybe that's when they got inspiration for Shout, like the big show's theme, because it starts obviously Lulu. Starts yeah, well, yep. Right, okay. Right, here we go. I'll try this, right? Because <clears throat> it obviously. Toby was on last week and told us how to do it properly. Hold on. So you put rasp in your voice and go up and then mm-hmm. it down, don't you? Right, okay, here we go. Well, that's a bit better, isn't it? It's a bit better. It's a bit better. better. <laughs> You're John. You, that was actually not too bad, to be honest with you. Um, just to segue, I have got an, I, I went and asked my brother for some opinions on the, the big show signing for AEW. If mm-hmm. you want to you get us. Right, okay, I'll get his opinions here. Let's get us up. Who the fuck is AEW? Never heard of it. And as long as it's better than that fucking god awful shit program he was in, because that was fucking dreadful. But uh, good on him, but I've never heard of AEW. <laughs> good on <laughs> Well, I mean, that's something Tony Khan has to think about the fact that and that's something they'll be talking about later as well talking about singing after Grado's rapping last week and singing a week before there's been a surge here to get Grado to sing mere wrestling themes especially after Bronze Cello posted up a clip of him singing with Jeff Jarrett which happened at ICW didn't it that was ICW wasn't it Jeff Jarrett and you having a sing song that was two years ago oh no 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 no, sorry he thumbed up in the square go two years ago the night which was also the night that I split with my girlfriend after 13 years however I digress Grado um, Scotty uh, has asked you to sing I mean you, you're you not going to be able to do this John Cena feature on Mr T Bad Bad Man do you remember that? I fucking right I'll be able to do that <clears throat> Your boy's a bad man Envyvading the streets Making a couple They be dropping the heat Shook the world like I'm standing alone I fleet fools like I'm clam sell Sell your phones You can't hold your never head to the track Fuck the water down rap, we be taking it back. Give it through you straight. Ain't no chasing it. Check yourself in the mirror. Ain't no facing it. Cause you playing a role like you're planning to fall. That's a master plan. We got the planet in hold. We all over the streets like your favorite sneaker. That's amazing, mate. Breaking up your sound like a drive through speaker. A thing I be spitting the strong. After rock, fast forward to the rest of the song. We a monkey wrench. That's not going to ruin your plan. And don't fuck with John Cena. I'm a bad, bad man. That was absolutely beautiful. If you just want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Every week we like to separate the good for the bad, the... E.T. the extraterrestrial, I'm making this one up, the E.T. the extraterrestrial for the xenomorph. There's, there's he goes, the aliens, right? 
That's a good one. Um, and you want to put over or bury this week, Gredo? Only thing I watched wrestling wise, I watched about seventy five percent of the first match in the Elimination Chamber. That was all right. Good fun. Cesaro's a top dog. Cesaro. He should be the champion. He is the fucking man. I'm joining you here um, because who I'm putting over is Cesaro. Cesaro I, was fantastic in that fucking match. He was amazing, but also Sami Zayn was brilliant as well. I've not yep. seen. I've not seen Sami Zayn is brilliant at playing a fucking chicken shit. Do you know what chicken I mean? Chicken shit heel. He's oh, the best. He's, I, I loved that match. I loved that match. I loved. The post-match bit with Reigns and Bryan, I loved it. I loved I, all that. Daniel Bryan was good to know. Baron Corbin, he was... I don't stack anybody. Come on. Not for me. It was fine. It was fine. It was do, fine. Do you, I take it you like him, I? I, I? I quite like Corbin. I've got time uh, for Corbin as a, as, a, as a kind of heel you like to boo. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that match. I thought the what did you think of the event overall? Do you no, you never watched the whole event, no, did you? No, no, I only John, what did you think of the event? I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we've had many bad pay per views in the last week. No, but a good run, we've been on a good run. But I, I'd like to have seen you know, you're talking about Cesaro there. I would like to have seen Cesaro win the, win the event because that was going to be a dead rubber match, so we might as well have given Cesaro a title shot, maybe set something up further down the line, you know. Yeah. So yep. what was what was the other elimination chamber match like? I just can't believe. I just I can't I can't. I reckon he sit through two of their matches. I don't know. The other one was fun. You know what I mean. The other one was, was fun, but it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the same story as that first one. Where because I I completely fell for it as well. I was like with, with Daniel Bryan when I was watching him in that match. I was thinking he's he's on his way to fucking WrestleMania here. I just had a uh, feeling like this is Daniel Bryan because you know how he's always sitting there ready to fucking come up and get some big shot. But mm-hmm. um, so I had me going. I really liked to enjoy that. I don't. I'm not really wanting to bury anything this week. I don't think. Uh, well, there's nothing that really. Oh, I do. <clears throat> uh, Randy Orton was sick and black stuff came out his mouth and <laughs> I saw that gif. I saw the gif for that. And um, I've just I've had enough. Right. Right, so let's see what the punters are saying. Mick wants to put all the Premier League and the network being a five or a month on Peacock. By the way, there's a, has there not been any Premier League theme songs this week? Have they jacked oh, that in there? There has, there has actually, and there's something going on. Someone missing, I can't remember. Someone tweeted us. Uh, Arsenal again walking out to Evolution last weekend. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man, that's a belter as well, that one. Right? Um, and Mick wants to bury heels. A stop mid-sentence for virtual booze, for fake booze. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well said. I very well agreed with that one, Mick. Uh, Pablo's Vault of Horror. Check out his radio show if you can. What is his radio show? He does something like a community station down in Newcastle about horror. You'd like it, Rab. It's all about horror and all that. Sort Beautiful. Of I need to check that out. Rab, have you ever seen the film Troll 2? Yeah, I have seen the film Troll 2, yeah. Oh, mate, I tell you what, just because I, I came across this documentary the other day. The bit, the about, about the making it and all that? Oh, aye, man. Aye, yep, yep, brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. And then I stuck it on, man, for about half an hour, and I was pissing myself, man. It was brilliant, like, how bad it was. Aye, It aye, was aye. pure shite. I thought, wonder if I've seen that. Aye, aye. Uh, anyway, Pablo's Vault of Horror. Thought he'd get mine early in this week. He says, first to bury. Austin Aries is continuing to bury himself, so I'll add my handful of dirt. And he wants to put over the Miz for reminding people that anything can happen in wrestling, especially if they've got a money in the bank briefcase. I do like that they continue. I, w- I was worried for a wee bit that they were making the money in the bank briefcase worth less because the cash-ins hadn't been quite as, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. good to see. I think I think people forget that a wee bit, that it's a, they really need to make that briefcase strong. 
They need to put the briefcase on strong. Do you know what I mean? Can can you can you just hypnosis summarise actually summarise what's happening? So Miz is the champ. He beat Drew. He beat what happened? Tell me what happened exactly. Bobby Lashley battled Drew. Right. So Bobby Lashley won the chamber. No, Bobby Bobby Lashley um, had lost his uh, belt. US title. His US title. Um, and then he came in at the end of Drew's match and wrecked Drew, and then the Miz cashed in. Right, so not to the Elimination Chamber, no. Drew won the Elimination Chamber. Drew won the Elimination Chamber, Bobby Lashley came out and scalped mm-hmm. him, and Miz done the run-in. Right, okay. Yeah. So what's that looking like? I mean, it's hard to say. Drew and Lashley at Mania? I think it's going to be Drew and Lashley at Mania. Wow, oh, man. Think, I think Brock might come back and do Mania. I think you might yeah, I maybe get Bobby versus Brock on a three-way at Mania. No, the, 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 could, you, could you think the likes of, so they don't, because what's happening, is it going to be in front of a crowd? Isn't it going to be I think they're wanting to put the belt back on through in front of a crowd. Right. Yeah. Because I was just thinking like, well, uh, are you talking that Brock might show up as a surprise at WrestleMania? Because it's not as if... I think he'll pop up at Fastlane because it's the first one they're doing on Peacock, you know, the first pay-per-view. Oh, aye, that's a shout. Yeah. So they'll yeah. need to, they won't be pulling a, a big audience and I bet you they, they, they if he shows up like the Raw or something before and then he put him on it fastly and you know it, there might be something there uh reading up leading up to this but I think Miz will um will lose it. I think it'll be Miz versus that uh, bad bunny guy at WrestleMania. Aye. Is it? Well I think almost certainly. Almost certainly. Um Has he been Miz... wrestling this bad bunny? Well he has been jumping off turnbuckles and it. Metal. He's not been putting in a shift like I did at Kelvin Hall. No. He's not been putting in a proper shift. You were great, man. John wants to put over, no word, John, uh, Elimination Chamber, good pay-per-view, but not the best. Also, the Spycraft documentary on Netflix, worth a watch. Oh, what's what do you that? Think this is? Do you think it's documentary daft you're on here? Oh, I, I, I like this talk, right? Spycraft, I need to check that out. Tiger Woods documentary was good. Loved that. Then I spoke about that last week, didn't I? Yeah. Sandy is putting her while you're looking at the docs. Sandy's putting her the Miz finally winning the WWE title. Um, might not last long, but he's won it before. Might not last long, but Lashley. Spycraft's only had six point eight in the IMDb. Don't listen to IMDb. Uh, might not last long, but Lashley destroying everybody, but it's most deserved. And he wants to bury the inconsistency of the booking of the Fiend Orton feud, dragging it out to the max. No, I did enjoy it to begin with. It's not boring. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be Fiend Randy Orton at WrestleMania, right? But Fucking why? Derek wants to put all the Miz. Deserves another run with the belt. One of the best talkers around. Probably a short run, but well-deserved. And wants to bury Shane McMahon coming back. No, because of Shane, but why? What's the story here? Jason's burying the SmackDown Men's Elimination Chamber match. Mm, he's burying what we were putting over. Come uh, on. If the whole point was to have Rain squash whoever won, then why not give the win to Cesaro? Oh, there we go. There yeah. we go. The guy's highly unlikely to ever get a main event spot, so you should have gotten the win for his own personal gain. Have a solid two or three minutes with Reigns before taking the big L. And he wants to put over the Raw Men's Elimination Chamber match. Solid for contestants. Finished with Drew again. AJ the Claymore mid-air was fantastic. Lashley and Miz segment, also great. Big fan of the heel Miz. Hopefully it isn't just a transitional in Lashley. Uh, what else? Pablo wants to put our Bad Bunny on Saturday Night Live. He's pretty funny. Could do good things if given the chance. Pablo, oh, really? big Bad Bunny fan. Uh, and he wants to bury <laughs> tag teams in the WWE. No tag team title matches on the 
you know what? Like the tag team division in the WWE is just desperate, isn't it? Yeah. Willie doesn't want to jinx it, but he's preemptively putting our WWE finally putting the title on Big Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Well deserved. He's on the run of his life, and he wants to bury them if they don't do that. He has got his heart set in Bobby Lashley versus Big Brokey Lesnar for the belt at Mania. So don't fuck it up, Vince. Uh, so there we go. Lots of buries and putovers there. Get in touch with us if you want to share your opinions on the big wrestling stories of the day. Now, you can get more Wrestling Daft content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This is how you support the show. If you're enjoying the show, if you enjoy the chat, if you want to enjoy the chat for many more months to come, why not join us on Patreon? You get more content. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's the address. Tier one, Cruiserweight Champion, four bucks a month. On that, you get patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all the episodes, early access to the episodes, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, voting what you want to see featured in the list of Wrestling Daft, and for the Marks Fantasy Booking Island. And Tier 2, Intercontinental Champion, for all you wonderful people who pay $10 a month, you get everything in Tier 1 as well as video version of the podcast each week. That's our one. Bonus episodes that have just went up include WrestleMind, the Buzznox quiz. We did a quiz, a, a wrestling quiz with the Marks. And uh, the, the, the Dafties 2020, where the Marks look back at the best and the worst of the last year. And you can also join our Patreon pay-per-view party. Shout out to all the guys who got involved in the Royal Rumble one there and in the elimination. Did we do an elimination chamber one? We didn't, no, no. Oh, we didn't do an elimination chamber one. We'll be back for Mania. We'll be, we're always there for the big ones, let me tell you. Tier 3 World Heavyweight Champion, 20 bucks a month. This is for the high rollers. This is for the Ted DiBiase's out there. Everything in the previous tiers, as well as a free wrestling daft t-shirt, a design of your choice. Sign up for a minimum of three months and you'll get that. And get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks. I'll do a run-in on the show. Come and talk to us. Be one of the team. Be one of the wrestling daft stable. So if you fancy that, become one of our patrons. Sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love to welcome you to our stable. It's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Ask Gredo to sing a song. Ask Rabbi's thoughts on The Fiend. After last week's show, however, we have another surprise guest on to answer a challenge. A challenge? Oh, there was a challenge set down and I thought we'd better get this person on, so here he is. Who did the challenge? I can't remember any of this. Did you, did you challenge somebody to fight? Credo. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> wow, man. That's a long time. Here he is. This is it's brilliant. Rudo himself. <laughs> well, it's a big show! <laughs> huh? There it is. Yeah. No, How, are How are you doing, man? How are you doing? Very good. I've had stage fright almost. I've been doing that. Have you been, 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 pra- been practising all week? Nah. I done it once, and then I just went. You know what? Let's just go for it off the fly. He's caught me out, but because I'm pretty sure the version I sang was the new version, which was the way, which is a bit different. I can't tell the difference between any of them. Really, can't oh, I can. I can. I know what you mean. The kind of metal version. No, with the speed show. The old one, he goes well, but the new one, it goes well. What a date! What a date to be discussing this. Oh, I, I know, I know. Wow, huh? man. 
But he's, right. he's made the jump. We just spoke there. Um, Gredo got in touch with his brother to find out his take on... He's who we always go to when it comes to big show stuff. We always go to Gredo's brother. Uh, he's getting the idea who AEW are. He's like, I don't know who that is. So mm-hmm. how are you feeling about that big move? Uh, it's interesting because obviously for a long time there was talk of WWE doing Shaq versus Big Show. Mm-hmm. And Big Show most recently said that that was still his dream match. But obviously AEW have signed both of them now. So That's... they're going to have that in AEW now as opposed to Mania, which was rumoured that that, that was going to happen. But that's got, that's no, going to happen now, right? That's going to happen now. That's the bit. That's the the two bit. Well, I guess the ability is what like the two biggest athletes in the world or something against each other. Yeah, it would get mainstream press definitely. The two yeah. old guys. They should market it as the two do, old do you know, guys against think, each other. I think. I think. Yeah, Andy. The new you look like a you look like a two thousand and one Rick Steiner. <laughs> with this beard you do and also Aye, which is a of beard by the way that's, that's a crack of beard there's a chin under there you know there's been a you know there's stuff stuff been happening you know been a lot stuff. of eating going on in that I you know, know man <laughs> lockdown has been murder for fucking eating but isn't it it's oh, like... I know. because there's no there's no like it's not like you go oh I need to lose a bit of weight for this or you're that right. no. you know you're just like I'm in here till 2022 and that's you know that's the end of it <laughs> how have you been de- how have you been doing Andy like how's, how's it been treating you the lockdown um the first like I suppose everybody like the first six months was great you know it was a change of pace uh, you know not really much to worry about but as time went on I and because pre-covid not that long before covid I had left my job to start working my SW and doing the family shows and stuff mm-hmm. so we managed to run like one show in February, and then obviously the pandemic hit. So, they those original shows have still been getting constantly moved Aye. every time. But I ended up having to go and I, I worked for DWP. It was a home based job, so it was like Universal Credit phone lines. So it was helping a lot of people that were needing benefits during the pandemic and stuff like that. So, done that till New Year. Um, so I'd done that right through so I was basically working from my room for like 40 hours a week from May till December uh, and then I started college in January so I'm doing like a sports development uh, course yeah. to get me into university nice. so I've Would decided you to well there's a lot of different things that you can do with that PE teaching potentially could be something that I can look at um, and I'm really interested in uh, it's a bit boring the people that don't really care about it, but like it's performance analysis in football. So the guy, you know, you, you collect all the data and you deliver it to the manager and the manager breaks it down and it helps them like the number of passes and the number of shots and all that yep. kind of stuff. So uh, that's kind of when I'm going with it. I'm kind of going right through the, the uni and that to maybe get a... It's five, six years down the line for now by the time I've done all that, but... I don't know what wrestler. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be wrestling. Still following the Jags? Aye, aye. So what is the deal with your involvement with ICW and stuff like that? What's what's going so, on on that front? On the back burner, obviously, with the family stuff. So we, I've just been rescheduling that as as need. I'm hoping that the final, we moved them finally to as far to the end of the year as possible. So I'm hoping by late October, early November, we can actually have a couple of these shows. Unfortunately, we, 
we, we were supposed to debut in Aberdeen and Glenrothes in Fife, but we, I mean, really, it's it's just not practical. The venues are being used as vaccination hubs and all that and stuff like that. So we we're only going to be running kind of central to Glasgow. We've got Air Bathgate and then Maryhill in Glasgow. So that should hopefully be happening soon, eventually. Um, ICW essentially. Um, when we ran, when we had our tapings previously, myself and Jester are kind of the producers, for lack of a better term, agents. Like we just did a lot of new wrestlers on on the show. So, I mean, it's pretty much mostly kind of new talent that that needed that wee bit of extra help with just like double checking their finishes and and mm-hmm. making sure that the camera work had been like. As good as like Scott Reed is at writing and Dallas is at writing, Jester and I bring a wrestler's perspective to the table because we see a lot of things that they that they might not see or they might mm-hmm. not understand, and that's fine. Um, so it's been good. It's been fun. Um, obviously, we when we, when Scotland went into level four, that's when we stopped filming. Um, so it's been a while even since that. It's been like three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the but, stuff we're seeing, there's with stuff with the behind closed door stuff we're seeing on the network just now, yeah. as for more than three months ago. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, there's been nothing new filmed, but Bard is kind of the big special that's coming up. So um, I don't know the air date yet, but it'll be on the network soon because it's been all kind of filmed and whatnot. But it was has uh, it been recorded that already? The bad aye, one. Aye. So that's basically the the full card as cage matches. So like, there's been a number of wee feuds bubbling up to the, the big show, and it was fun. To, I think that was for me as, a, as somebody that's kind of producing wrestling. It was a really good um, to get my teeth right in it because it's cage matches, and you've got a show with six cage matches on it. So they need to all be different. They can't yeah, all be the same. Them. Yep. Um, really have to rely on stories because. Really, when you're doing that kind of thing in closed doors, cage matches rely on the the big spots and the big reactions for the crowd. And if that's not there, you've kind of got to make sure that the, there's a story and all that. And that's right up my street. So, Aye. Um, it must really be murder for the it must be murder for the troops as well. Wrestling in cage matches when there's no crowds here for the adrenaline to take the sting off, pumping about, well, man. It that's must be a graft. I mean. <laughs> I can't even get adrenaline walking in the door to just sit and watch it, never mind. Uh, but I think they get used to it because by the time we filmed Bard, there had been sort of several tapings where the guys had kind of get used to it. I mean, I, I, I'm absolutely in no shape at all, but I think I think I would fancy that. I, I would. I think I would thrive in that environment because sometimes an audience annoys me too much and it gets them like... I get, mm-hmm. I would like to give it a bash behind closed doors, I think. God, could, could, do you remember when we... I'm just, just popped Maybe in. Maybe shouting, you're shite, you're shite, you're fat, you're shite. You're shite. Do, you <laughs> do you remember that night? I mean, we wrestled each other loads and loads and loads of times, but do you remember that night we tried to uh, wrestle in Comalic, man? <laughs> Two seconds, my, my computer's going to die if I don't plug it in. It's a race against time, man. I, I'm, I'm, sure, here, I'm, here, sure, here. I'm sure I've spoke about this before. Aye, was, uh, you did. I, I, it was in your. Uh, I think it was one of your Gradle kind of one to one things, and we were talking about it. Quick, Kelly. I, um, 
but, but I don't. I always think about this, and it's funny because I feel like I have this conversation with you in my head, but we've never actually spoke about it. I've been I always think. I always think about it like just randomly. I go, "Why the fuck? Did, why did we do that? <laughs> Best like, match why did we? we we'd been doing this match. I mean, it was hadn't been that long since like the whole thing had kicked off. It was probably mm-hmm. only a few months. So you know, we didn't need to differentiate for what we've done but for this reason this night we're like come we'll go out and we'll, we'll show everybody that we can you know wrestle a wee bit <laughs> we can do it. we'll do a bit of wrestling tonight and everybody will be you know what the fuck we think we should have just been out there and done what we normally done and I came back I was like I was so disappointed man in fact it wasn't even that it was like we were trying to do like WWE sports like and we've made an arse yet and they, oh, nobody was listening but- was like, that also the same night as well? But man, I think Wanny has had a big fucking cagoule on. We're right. in the gents' toilet, man. We're fucking teeing up how we're going to how I'm going to reverse out of a, a fucking pedigree. Wanny's maybe got an unlit fag and we're gubble at with cagoules on. You see, Wanny is all these things but me. Aye, aye, aye. The best it was you come back, man, with fag on. Nobody cared, man. Nobody cared. <laughs> we, were, we were wrong about that ring, like a pair of slobs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was like they, they wanted to see us no. they, like pedigrees and what bottoms it was the last time it was the last time man oh, like God. we never we never done it again oh man I fucking miss wrestling you man it's honestly Aye. the best right this start man. what do you what do you think because I, I mean when you think about it I can I don't mind talking about this now but like Really, with me, with me and you, the match that we had, August the 5th, 2012, it really did start a lot of things, didn't it? Aye, it did. People and listen to this, other British wrestlers will go, fuck off, but do you know what? No, it really actually did. Well, it did, man. I, I, for, I went on a wee nostalgia trip quite recently and I watched like the British wrestler and Insane Fight Club and all that. And when you watch British wrestling, I, I, I messaged you guys, you probably still know Reddit. But uh, probably, man. Uh, I showed my son the British wrestler, like See not you. the full thing, but I showed him that that segment of the thing where it was us. And my name played, is Andrew. Can believe it? I played a part of Red Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he could, but he couldn't believe. Like he knew I was a wrestler, and that, but he's never really been that into himself, and Aye. he couldn't believe this. He was like, "That's that's not right. That's not you." Like, so then I ended up. I was able to sit and show him kind of everything that that went on for there, like the full match and. He was dead interested in that, but we, um, I think the, it just, the way that it was going, like, obviously I was the big bad guy and you were, you were coming through and it was like, just the most perfect, kind of like, the stars just aligned, like it was like lightning in a bottle, like, the, that garage that night was so busy, like, there was like 600 and odd folk in there, mm-hmm. you did a bus coming up for, like, Stevenson and, Aye. It was just perfect because we went on early, then we'd done the thing at the end, and when we went on, it was just like, this is, and the ring broke, and it didn't even matter. Didn't it? it, it, it and nobody remembers that part of that match. Like, the ring broke, like, two minutes into that, mm-hmm. and we still had the the full match the way it was supposed to go without the without the middle rope. It was just, like, it was just mental. But it was sort of, for me... And obviously for you as well, but it was the type of thing that I always imagined myself being involved in. 
like, I get what you mean. You, you, like when you when you're watching ECW, maybe when you're a wee guy, and you're like, "How cool is that, man?" That's it. But we actually done that. Mm-hmm. Like we genuinely done that. And Incredible. sometimes when you get a bit down on your wrestling and you get a bit down on yourself in wrestling, because it there's highs and lows, but you you've always got to look back at that and go, "We actually done that." Like that was like there was everybody in that Gary's that night was busting to see this match, and there's no a lot of matches of. You know, there's been interest in this guy versus this guy, but the people were heavily, heavily invested in this. Like, because they were so invested in you as the good guy, and they absolutely hated Mask. Like, they hated mm-hmm. me so much, and they wanted you to win so much because they just couldn't stand me. And the fact that obviously it was kind of a an angle, but when you won, and it was like he's actually, fun. you know, it's like right. you know, the, the wee team beating the big teams so to speak, in a, in a sport. It was right. just, the I'll never forget the reaction, like, you know, at the end and all that. It was just... Was that your, was that your favourite time in the ring, Andy? Um, I'd have to say so. I mean, I, I don't... I don't even think anything comes remotely close to that. I mean, the, the hydro... I mean, SEC with Foley and that, but... That wasn't a match for me. It was obviously one of my favourite moments, but in terms of an actual match, mm-hmm. there's no way that I could even pick something that would be anywhere close to that. But that was the kind of that was the kind of situation you dreamt about, right? When you were younger, you dreamt of being in a situation like that, and dreamt when you were training and when you were coming up, um, you were dreaming of a situation like that. Um, no, right? See if you're if you're dreaming now, right? If you allow yourself to dream. No, at this moment, we're here in the middle of this pandemic. We're sitting because um, you're still a young guy, right? You're mm. still a young guy. What's what's a new dream for you? I know you're talking about stuff. You're you're, you're making smart decisions for like like a long term career I, for yourself I, and stuff I, like I, that. But what what's what's the dream now? A new dream, like a new dream for me. Or it's always kind of been a dream for me. I would just like a good solid run, like. I can't sit here and go, I'd love to sign for WWE. You know, I'd be lying if I didn't. But the reality of that for me gets further and further away as years go by. Like, we're sitting here now, it's 2021. I mean, next year, that great, the grade will actually been 10 years. So for me, I think I would like to get back to, because a lot's happened in that time. It's been a long time. I'd probably like to get back to that point. Like right. to to be that character that people hate so much because that that got to a certain point where people started to enjoy it as we kind of most of these things. So I think at the, at the 2012 kind of 13 point, people were fed up with me. You know, did not like me. But as time went forward, when we went into the kind of the black label stuff, that entertained people. But they liked to play along. But, but you've all, you've always been quite. I've always felt that you you're a really unselfish. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, wrestler. I, I would and, say and, so. And I kind of feel like you've you've spent a long time. I think kind of lifting up other talent and supporting other talent and helping to put other talent over, whether that's on the mic or whether it's like managing them or you know right. or working with them. Do you feel like, you know, like you say, time is passing, it is 2021. Do you feel like maybe you should be a bit more selfish when things start back up again? Um, potentially, I feel that, you know, and people have told me this as well, that I could maybe be a bit more aggressive about, 
you know, the, my my business side of things in terms of, but me kind of putting people over and, and elevate, helping elevate people. I think I, I couldn't tell you who it is. You know, you'll know yourself, Gredo, even yourselves. Like, that's one thing that a veteran would always tell you is that be that guy, mm-hmm. you know, that, that people are willing to work with and want to work with because they, they know that it's going to be good for them. And for me, you know, that was how Gredo and I ended up working together in the first place because I was the guy, you know, mm-hmm. that, that was going to help him start his journey and that's kind of been my thing um but i may you know i think definitely if, if i were to wrestle because i mean i'm in absolutely no i mean i'm nowhere near being able to wrestle like i mean i could be honest with you i mean it would be about six months of training for me because i've not wrestled since 2019 mm-hmm. like nearly two years so i think for me it would need to be something really different i think like we've done the kind of the the Rudo brand and the the black label and the gold label and that that's my thing clearly is like groups and being surrounded by other people with different dynamics but I'm always at the front um, and it's hard to be that there like when I came back from my injury won the square go again it was difficult to do that it, it it's such a because you're at the forefront and I don't mean to be at the forefront I always end up there and I know that. I would like to maybe just blend in a bit more, like winning the square go and having match meant to be having high profile matches like throughout that year. Mm-hmm. It was stressing me out, you know. I remember. I feel that. like my I feel like my best work has been when I've no expected it, you know. Like yeah. we didn't expect the Gradle. The Gradle phenomenon just kind of happened, and we weren't really expecting it. It wasn't something that we'd planned. It was just something that happened naturally and it was the right thing to do so I think I would probably like to blend in a bit more like into the background so that I can maybe relax a bit and then I might start producing like better work through that I get mm. what you mean by that um, I, I totally get what you mean because but... you're user, user, user both in quite an interesting position I think because I mean you're both I suppose go to think about how you re-enter the stage when wrestling mm-hmm. kind of comes back because in a sense w- w- what you said earlier is, is completely true it's like you know I watch NXT UK now and stuff like that and you see you know and you know and you see the kind of progress influence there and all of that right and then obviously there's ICW talent involved and stuff like that you know what I mean and I always think about the fact that it was kind of this was kind of ground zero for all that for me mm. was was you two you know what I mean and it, and that's quite a. I always think about it in terms of like for someday somebody's going to make a documentary about about the reality. No, no, like insane Fight Club is as great as they shows were, but um, no insane aye. Fight Club. I insane Fight Club. I no as great as they were, but I mean like a, a genuine documentary about the story of how British wrestling went for being kind of out of fashion and kind of just kind of hanging on suddenly being the big thing with the buzz again you know what I mean and used to will be central to that and I just kind of feel like there's a fucking third act I feel as if there's uh, a be. there's a third act now do you know what I mean Aye. and it's interesting that you two guys are kind of you know you you, you haven't been picked up by the WWE yeah. you're only you know you're only there you, you and because of that I think the weird thing is because of that used to are probably cooler <laughs> weirdly used to have <laughs> seriously <laughs> There's just something I think maybe 
mere real about you two, and you 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 know you you don't have that thingy that kind of like WWE corporate. But if they if I get if I get that email, tab, you know, it's... <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, it just feels like I'm just thinking it from a kind of story point of view. And you're thinking if you're making a documentary about this story, there's there's fucking. It feels like there's something else there. It feels like there's the remains your your Rocky Balboa um, moment in this. You know what I mean? For Bathies, because you both have to reconsider how to enter the stage. You know, there might be a lot of neutrals out there and people out there that kind of think, well, you know, Grado's Dane's stuff now that's kind of away from wrestling to an extent, you know what I mean? And you're doing your training and stuff like that, and you're producing and all that kind of stuff. And maybe people are maybe thinking, well, maybe no going to see the two of you in the same way. Mm. And I suppose it's just an interesting... <clears throat> in, in a I mean, sense, I'll be honest. It's I mean, fortunate... That- Angle Aye. to that as well, you know what I mean? There's a positive and kind of hopeful angle to that. I'll be honest, I mean, as the, the kind of times went on throughout being in lockdown and COVID, I mean, everybody's done that, I guess, that kind of soul searching and what's next and what's going to happen after this. And wrestling, you know, I would, for a while there, it just wasn't in my feet. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. I'd almost become kind of tired of it. And was just wanting to try and forget about it, but I, mate, the only I just can't I do that. that. Like it, it always comes back. It's and, and before, obviously, before we've been on this, but the last couple of weeks, man, I've been gonna, I've been wrestling mental. I've been Have reading you? books and oh, I got the young bucks, the young bucks book. Brilliant. But, I bought the Dave Meltzer book, but see, uh, mate, I, I, it's weird. I've been the same as you in terms of. The only wrestling involvement I've had is this podcast on a Wednesday night, every night. Aye, but the football... I, I still like, get to watch it. Obviously, like I'm doing the the, the, the the college and the uni and try to just get some skills and whatever. And football's obviously something that I'm passionate about as well, but it's just wrestling's at another level, do you know what I mean? Like, you could ask me anything, you know what I mean? Like, there's it's such a subject matter. Like, it's crazy how mental I'm about wrestling and always have been. And now, like, going back to what we were saying earlier, like, I need to pinch myself almost and go, no, you know, you've got this. Yeah, and you, you do know? need to do that, mate. You do need to stick like, thank you, thank you when you were, I mean, we're going on now, but, you know, 20 years ago, I was, you know, about to actively pursue becoming a wrestler, and I dreamt about that for so long, like, I was never going to not do it. And it's like, you can't come on this way to just step off at the age of 34 things have been hard you've had an injury there's been a lot of mental health issues come way being a, a performer as you know and but it's too far man you can't can't back out now you can't back out because and i'll tell you why you can't back out because nobody has nobody in and fucking british wrestling have what yous did just what you spoke about earlier, Andy, and this this even extends to the fact you know you've got you've got Drew, for example, right, who has been the WWE champ, who's in that position you know, and stuff, right? But he he's only in that position, and I'm sure he would admit this himself because he came back, he came back, he left the WWE, he came back, he started working the Indies again, building up the buzz again, came to ICW, had that amazing run in ICW. Way Grado in the ring and all that, that environment that was there in ICW wouldn't have fucking existed if it wasn't for what happened with used to 
at that <laughs> fucking point at ground zero. It wouldn't have happened. I'm not going to argue with you, up. But it wouldn't <laughs> have happened. But this is just the truth, and this is what we know. And this is weirdly, I was talking, but I didn't even know you were coming on the show tonight, Andy. And weirdly, at the start of this show, I was saying, I'll be fucking talking about this later. Are you going to WWE Network? And it's great that you've got the British shows on there and stuff like that. But there's nothing on there that genuinely and honestly tells the story of why. There's a fucking British WWE champion the new. There's nothing that honestly tells a story about why there's an NXT UK. There's nothing that properly tells a story about why these British promotions are on the WWE network and they're on there because of fucking you guys. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. Fucking let them. I'm fucking saying it. But mate, I'm and you see that, and I mean, honestly, sometimes I always think to myself as well. Other people as well. It's not just obviously us. there was other. Obviously, obviously there was other people involved. Obviously there was other people involved, but. We 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 were all fucking there. We all witnessed it. We all witnessed it, and we all saw um, that it was that rivalry between you two guys that were the fucking cool thing that caused that we that fucking big bang that made everything happen. Aye. Everybody knows it. I mean, great. I mean, understandably, like Gredo, kind of you kind of were no hanging about after that. Like once the insane fight clubs get made and all that. But unfortunately for me, I wasn't involved in Insane Fight Club, pr- probably more through choice and my own stupid fault for being right. sceptical of it. So I missed that, and that was kind of where Bayfield Bay started to drift apart in terms of later characters. They were no longer involved with each other and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then we moved on to different stuff. I was lucky because, I mean, there was a couple of years even, you know, when, when Gredo, you were kind of, Going through, you're going over to TNA, going over to the states, and all that. I wasn't even wrestling at that point. I know you it, it got that bad for me that I wasn't even wrestling. This is way after Kelvin Brown, but I was lucky that ICW brought me back and that kind of wee GM thing, and then it just and then know, we done we the able, stuff together as well, man. Aye, we were able to just go. Loved. We were able to just go. <laughs> Aye, but things are different. Now, do you know what I mean? There was a lot of people in your ear at that time, not that and they were, but they were right. You know, mm. they were probably right in saying that you had WOS in the horizon and potentially a heel turn at that particular point in your career wasn't the right thing for you. And the, you can't argue with that. that no. That's probably right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but, you know, there's a, maybe now it's different. You know, like for me as a promoter, Grado, the wrestler, will always be a central kind of part of my you know, my group, like, it's difficult, I would say, like, you know, you need that, I think, like, you need that kind of top-line guy, like, a Cena, like, you would be the, you're the Scottish Cena. I think like, that's his way as well, I remember when ICW were doing the tapings and that, yeah, it was um during the lockdown, and I know we were talking about going back, and I was just like, I just don't feel it's right, because... There has been that that length of time where I've not been on there, and I just feel gone back. Like I need, I, I, I never made the best job of protecting my my my, my yeah. gimmick manage. Certainly in the last couple of years, say my wrestling run. So no, it needs to be done right. It needs to be for the right idea, the right thing. It can't just me me turning up and cutting promos and. Aye, but it needs also to be done right, man. As ICW's audience evolved and everything else within the company evolved, it became less of a place where you would see Gredo, mm-hmm. you know, the Gredo character. It's like, people have done that, you know, it's hard to do it again, but then your thing for me is like the 
the family shows and the kids and the, you know they they enjoy watching you and they'll always enjoy it and the parents love it and it's a much I think wrestling the kind of adult wrestling scene there's too many people are you know they're looking for the rang hangs and they you know each to their own but people aren't really there to invest in it as much as they were you know back in 2012-13 when it was something fresh and new um, I think that the audience has changed great, like massively. Um, they're more interested in, you know, the kind of all elite wrestling kind of style of matches and stuff like that. And they're big into their technical wrestling and stuff. And, you know, that's just, you know, what happens. But it's, it's, it's weird. I it would be hard in this day and age to to do what we done. I know back then. Do you know what I mean? Like it, because it was be because I'll tell you something, right? Because see how in two thousand and twelve, I always think this as well. At that point, you're right. It was we were we were um, we were grav- gravitating to a proportion of young adult fans who maybe watched the wrestling on the telly. You know, they'd watch Raw on a Friday night and stuff like that. And then when they started going out and they grew up, they kind of they grew away from wrestling. And then when they seen us coming and we were cutting promos and we didn't have an American right. accent, and but it wasn't embarrassing, it wasn't cringy, and folk were like, wow, man, what is this? It was different. This is getting, you know, and in, in, in our match in, in 2012, ICW was drawn anyway, right? ICW was. But it was ICW was a draw. However, that night when we wrestled, I felt it was as if it was one of the first ever times of British wrestling in a long time. Fans had paid money for that match. They were coming mm-hmm. to see that match, and that hadn't been. That wasn't really what was happening back then. Not, and even then, when you when you think about the wider scale, that you know everything back then, the production values, the the video editing, everything was was a lot less kind of vibrant and professional as it is now like you know we never had a video package but it was brilliant when it was raw and it was was fucking walking youtube there was something cool about that it was just filming on a mad like filming on your phone like your sony ericsson phone putting it on youtube and that was it like and then you kind of even twitter wasn't really a thing back then it was weird because just caught this i think for, for that i mean everybody take everybody takes the you know, the credit for certain things, but I specifically remember me at the end of, I think the night you done the six man with Drew McDonald and, and Wolfie and that, I can't even remember who I it. That might have been the night I won the belt. Or I, no, I didn't. That was my first show as the champ. Mm-hmm. And I had been a big, big carry on. So I remember, I remember at, at the end of that show, I approached Dallas and I asked him, if I could wrestle you, like, I, well, you know, I was saying, you need to do me versus Gredo. And it took a bit of, con- not at that point, like, obviously I said they would think about it, but it took just a wee bit of con- try to convince everybody that, right. you know, this is the right thing to do. And I was comfortable with that because it was like, that was my ideal scenario. You know what I mean? Like, you're coming in, I'm having to try and maybe at that point kind of lead the match a wee bit. And, and the story and try to get all that right because obviously which is rare for British wrestling which again is, is something that we were lucky at that that was that there was a crowd there that were ready to 
to react to every single thing we done. Mm-hmm. And they were there, you know, before the and that's what you're skim back to saying about like people pay to see the match. Like on a show, you can have two guys wrestling each other and they'll be very you know, the the crowd will take to them and they'll they'll, they'll bite on what they're doing, but we had already done that. By the time that, that by the time your music hit and my music hit, the crowd were there. And that's the most difficult part in wrestling is getting that investment from the audience. Once you've got that, you're absolutely on not easy street, but every single thing we done, like, you know, we waited a wee while until we took a bump and the first bump was like, yes. Aye. And just the way that it was all like placed and everybody was just going absolutely mental. And it was, and it was gratifying like for me anyway to get that kind of because everybody in the locker room was interested in it you know everybody wanted to watch it um everybody was watching it everybody was excited about it it wasn't just us you know the roster and the the management they were excited and it was kind of for me my first kind of time where I thought to myself like you're actually not all right at this like you know what I mean (laughs) like You've actually done this like pretty. You've done a pretty good job here. So aye, aye. this is a big to be continued, boys. Because mm-hmm. aye, aye, aye. You've got, you've got a lot. I think you've got a lot to talk about you two. You've got a lot to talk about you two. Uh, should maybe do that. Because you are in quite fucking similar, you know, positions. Like thinking mm-hmm, about yeah. how do we, how do we come back? You know, what I mean, what aye. is the next? What is the next step? What is the third act? And viewing it like that, like a big fucking broad story. Because, you know, it might be, it might be, you probably should fucking remind people where it started. I mean, personally, and I'd said this before um, the lockdown and stuff like that, like, if I was in charge of an NXT UK and I was wanting to run a live event schedule, uh, wait, Gradle would for me Gradle would be an important part of that puzzle you know in order to travel the UK and, and yeah. promote live events and have that kind of person that you can bring bring people in to watch it would be I mean I don't know how you would do on TV Gradle but <laughs> I'm not a TV wrestler but, but the live event that. side of it you know you're that right. Aye, you're like, totally right, mate. that would definitely be what I would I would say but then I don't make the decisions, unfortunately, yet. <laughs> but the the the, the Perrys the Perrys have got a, a a brilliant wrestling mind. I've not got the mind for the way you have you have always had that. You have always been been a different level of how to tell a story and stuff like that. Because I've never been quite at the races there with that kind of stuff. And I've always said you should be involved in stuff. British wrestling, how to, how, whether it's writing it, producing it, dealing with the troops, it's fucking, it's as big as belief why it's not happening. It's to be continued, boys. Listen to us, yeah. man. Yeah. Why, are we no why are we <laughs> Let's keep our powder dry. I'm better it's than shocking, him. But you should be signed. No, you should be signed. He couldn't even write his own address. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, see the only one that shouldn't be signed is John. You shouldn't be saying John. Well, John's awfully quiet. He's dizzy. Day, no, he's, he's sitting there half asleep. He's half asleep. You see when he oh. does. See when we do this. You see the EW fan. 
Keep it in mind, watch this going, that's a shit. <laughs> well, listen, let's leave it here. Rudo, thanks so much for coming on. Andy, it's great to see you. Glad you're, you're doing well. Thank you, Mr. Aye, Give everybody my best as well, right? Uh, At ICW and stuff, right? See you later. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You just made the list! Everybody loves lists, so every week we like to bring you our list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week we gave you two options, and they were your unpopular wrestling opinion versus best wrestling cameos in TV and film. And with 61% of the vote, quite a close vote this time, it was the unpopular opinions that won. So I am going to do my top three unpopular opinions. Uh, now, I'm, I'm going to try not to offend anybody here, right, when I'm doing this. I don't want to offend anybody here. Um, so, my number three <laughs> uh, unpopular opinion. I'm not I'm sure. This is a, a confusing one for me, by the way, because I'm not sure whether I was supposed to order it in, like, as number one, the one I think that everybody will disagree with. I would say so, yeah, that's the way to do it. Okay. My number three uh, unpopular opinion is this. Wrestling fans need to acknowledge that the WWE has psychologically uh, and practically monopolized the entire wrestling business to an even greater extent than they know. So... I've been thinking about this for quite a while now as I kind of, I've been trying to distance myself for the products and I'm looking at it and with the exception of, I would say with the exception of what NWA were doing with NWA Power on YouTube before the pandemic hit, everything has got the shadow of WWE hanging over it and they just kind of shake it off. AEW has that has already started to get that monkey on their back of a kind of fixation with all WWE ideas and mm. all WWE talent. Um, while I'm really happy about people I know, including people in my family being on like NXT UK and all that, and I'm happy about British promotions being on WWE Network, it's, it's a completely... Um, it's... They have been swallowed up by WWE. It hangs over the top of fucking everything. And I think people with the newer kind of like, oh, this is cool. There's lots of cool stuff going on. And I kind of feel like WWE are making millions and millions and millions. And they're, they're so solidified and so safe. They they are in a stronger position. I, I, know, I know everybody goes, their ratings are shite. And I don't think they fucking care. I don't think they need to care anymore about ratings. They're in a stronger position now than they've kind of ever been. And people have kind of just just 
let it happen. I'm, I'm kind of worried about the situation. I'm not sure how unpopular that opinion is. So, the P, a... P, so like the Peacock deal, they don't need, need to really worry about ratings as such, don't they? No, that's oh. not their gig anymore. It's like, no. well, that's who is going to broadcast them, so it's their issue, isn't it? The WWE have won. Right. This is basically what my number three is. The WWE have won completely. Aye. They have... They have dominated all the indies. They've dominated all the scenes that were rising up. And even their biggest competitor, the new, which is AEW, kind of play too closely into WWE stuff. They kind of, they, they play like, and I think, you know, I think that's how they've got to play it. So, and it's not anyway, going to change? No, and it's not going to change. Number two. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. As... <laughs> <laughs> Talented as he was in the ring, and oh my God, how talented was that guy in the ring? As a fucking terrible promo. Oh, that guy, yeah. And he could never be, you could never call him a complete or one of the best of all. I see sometimes people saying he was the number one of all time, none of it. The guy was no good on the mic. But do you ever, would you argue, but it's good, but to sometimes go back and watch the videos of him cutting promos? Because I don't think that's an unpopular opinion, right? But it's actually quite interesting to see him try to string a promo together. And also in nineteen ninety seven when he probably done his, his best work, like a lot of the stuff was actually coming for the hurt. And it maybe wasn't he as it wasn't he put over as strong as what another a wrestling promo was. It's still interesting to go back and listen to them and watch them. I don't know. Does that make there are, sense? There are moments there are moments where Brett Man, Brett Hitman Hart's promos work, primarily when he's a heel or when he's when he's being heelish. Mm-hmm. But the guy was just not, the guy was, you know, and I feel bad talking about Hitman because Hitman's great and this is why I'm saying it. It's unpopular with me even this opinion, but the guy could never be considered a complete package because he, he didn't have that aspect of of the business. And my number one, which I think might be the one that pisses Gredo off the mess. Time has not been kind to ECW. ECW, their workers and their matches don't really stone up anymore when you when you watch the when you watch their shows. I think it was a product of its time. I don't think you're talking about quality wrestling there. I don't think there was a lot. I mean, I've been checking this over the past few while as well. I've been watching wee things here and there and stuff, and it just it has not aged well at all. Which is interesting because you can go back and watch some of the old fucking WCW shows and NWA shows and stuff like that, and some of the old stuff of the territories, and it's great stuff. And the ECW stuff just Disney stone up. Even things like some highly rated RVD matches and stuff like that, you just kind of watch and you're kind of like, "Fuck me, maybe you had to be there." I think maybe you had to be there. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I mean, I still love going back and watching them and putting myself back to when I was a young boy, going, "Wow, man, this is different. This is good." They swear the the entrance music. I think I know what you mean, but I don't think it needs to stand up. Do you know what I mean? Good, well stayed, right? So it wasn't that unpopular. I, said, I don't have that many unpopular opinions. Oh, I can see one. It's really going to fucking annoy me here, right? So here's see what the punters have said. Paul says, "My boy Alex Luger's WWF '93 '94 run was underrated. Should have had the belt at SummerSlam '93." I was never a fan of Alex Luger, to be honest. Gredo, the Alex Luger stuff, totally fucking never even seen that. To be honest with you, right? Never seen you that. Andy says Cena's Rumble return is overhyped. Nah, 
I, I don't think at the time it was as big as what, when I go look, looking at it back now. At the time, I probably wasn't as asked. However, because of the reaction in the crowd, because it's at the garden, it's got that. Oh, that was you can't cool. fake that. You can't fake that. Mm. Uh, I like X Pac, he says as well, Andy. Never got what X Pac heat was about. Agreed. And he thinks Bart Gunn could have been world champ. There was no way. I mean, X Pac heat is, I don't even really think it existed. I think it was just a kind of cool thing to say. I don't. I think there's plenty of worse change the channel wrestlers to were out and about then and now. Name them. Well, I like to the Miz. I kind of get into any of the Miz does. I watch that and I go, that's star oh, man. Not the fucking champ there. Yeah. I know, but it's, it's just it's not for me. Man. It's not for me. I've never kind of bought any. I just think, oh, this is shit. Scott says Cesaro and Ziggler both have been pushed correctly. Neither are top of the card main event stars. Good mid card guys, and that's it. That's maybe an alright shout. That's not an unpopular opinion, I wouldn't say. I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Callum says ICW wrestlers shout and swear too much. Agreed. I do. I agreed. And I've probably been um I've probably been guilty guilty of it myself. I remember the amount of times that I sent promos to ICW promos to guys and they would go, You just need to cut out that swearing man, what's a crack? But I think it's got to do with a lot of it's got to do with inexperience. Remember those guys going out there that don't have at the time, I mean, I know they've got producers and stuff like that now, but at the time, it was a matter of, right, go out and cut a promo, and this is the point. And it's that easy to be in the moment to start swearing. It is. That's it my is, opinion. But also, people need to remember as well that it's a it's a Scottish product. It's a Glasgow product, mm-hmm. and we swear. True. We, we swear all the time. Ryan says, Shawn Michaels is very much overrated as an in-ring performer. Don't agree with that. No, oh, that's a just, that's, that is an unpopular opinion. That, I that hate is. that opinion. I hate it. I hate it, Ryan. Can I Lee says, one, "Can I give you one that you'd hate even more?" Rather? Yeah, tell me. Have you been no saying about Mister Perfect? Uh, no, I'm not going to say about Mister Perfect. I think everyone says Flair's one of the best. I think promo wise, absolutely. I think in ring, no. Nah. Oh come on. Nah. Do you know what? But see how back in the day. But do you know the, all the old guys hated Flair because he done the same. What they felt he done the same match in every territory, and it was basically. Exposing the business because he's done the same match everywhere. But nah, I love man. You go, you go. I love watching the old steamboat matches, the Shy Town Rumble, which was apparently like thirty odd years ago. There, or thirty, thirty four. I don't know, man. I, nah, ah, Flair's different. Even look at as an example. Even just look at Ric Flair's performance in that retirement match against Shawn Michaels, which which is just one of the greatest fucking in ring performances you'll you'll see for anybody. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Do, do you know what people were talking about recently? And I, I agree. No, it doesn't get a lot of mention. Fucking Steamboats run in 2009. Wow. Aye, so, you, so you go back and watch Steamboats run then, man. I came out with Jericho, he wrestled. Um, he done a couple, I kind of done a couple of kind of freeways. That doesn't get anywhere near the the fucking... If Ricky Steamboat with a talent he had, had been a white guy, do you think he would have been a much, much bigger... Stalin, he was obviously he was a very, very popular wrestler. But do you think in that fucking old school racist world that wrestling was back then? Do you think if he was a white guy that could do all that, oh, it, it would have right. been a different story? That I, I spent a bit story? of time with Steamboat Man. He wasn't exactly the most. Uh, what do you call somebody that's no racist? <laughs> Yeah, I was saying the guy who was racist, man, but he was a bit like listening to your old, your granny, your papa talking. Do you know what right. I mean? No. <laughs> Can that way? They were all schoolies, boys. Aye. Right. 
Uh, Lee says the authority era was the highlight of the 2010s. Hated watching it at the time, but compared to now, where I feel indifferent to 95% of the roster and struggle to get excited for Mania and the Rumble, I feel like pure shite. Just want corporate Kane and J&J security back. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't even mind that stuff. Jamie says, John Cena is an all-time great. Five moves are doomed. Talk is a lot of shite. That's not an unpopular opinion. No, I think that's... A, I think... I think I, I, I agree with that. Maybe... Yeah, he is an all-time great. He, he is. is an all-time great. I mean, what, what else can you say? Graham says, Rusev is worse off in AEW than he ever was treated in the WWE. I agree with that. Mm. I think I agree with that as well. At the minute, I don't like how he's... I don't think he cares, but... I don't like what's happening there, but... You know, I think the guy's having fun and, you know, fuck it. Get to wear his Gucci trackies and all that. And... Um, uh, nice to wrestlers says WWF in 95 was superb. The rise of Shawn Michaels to the main event, Bulldog in the title picture, proper women's wrestling, getting a spotlight, Brent in top form against guys like Hakushi, Pierre Lafitte, Diesel, etc. There were shite bits, King Mabel, for example, but overall, I loved it. I think you're right there. That was a really, really interesting period. Or a I, new I like blood stuff. Good, or a new talent coming up. Pedro says Japanese wrestling is hard to watch. Agreed to some extent. To some extent, sometimes I remember but as a young boy, I'd get the DVDs for all the world. I'd get your American Indies, I'd get your British wrestling. And sometimes the Japanese wrestling was a graft. And I think even trying to watch that, the, the new, the, 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 what do you call it, the, the, the dome shows, they're a bit... I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that one. What I do like is I like the comedy stuff that she likes, uh, um, Kikitaro and stuff like that. I love that. I love him. I think that's superb. Graham says, Jim Cornette slagging current wrestling is more entertaining than the actual wrestling. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, when I go to my work in the moment, I either listen to a Rangers podcast or I listen to Jim Cornette. And whether you agree with him or know whether you think he's racist, he's this, he's that. It's fucking so entertaining. This week he had a lawyer on... He's mad lawyer uh, Stephen Pino, and he was he was dissecting all Joey Ryan's uh, legal issues and what he's gone in court. And I'm sitting here going, I, see, I love all this shit. I love like I know you don't give him the light of day, but it's it's entertaining, man. It's so entertaining. Chris Scullion says, "I want to see Brawl for All return with the current WWE roster. <laughs> How good would that be? By the way, who would have a who, who would have a shot of?" Imagine they did Brawl for All. They should date Brawl for All and the winner of Brawl for All fights Conor McGregor. How fucking big would that be? How big would that be? Imagine they did Brawl for All again and the winner fights Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. That would be the biggest fucking match of all time. Who is the hardest folk in WWE? Who would win it? Cesaro would be up there, eh? Cesaro would be up there, I think. Aye. No one's going to be able to fucking go near Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman? Don't know, man. All that, all that kind of greeting and all that. I don't know. Roman Reigns can handle sell, right? Aye. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Big Roman Bar- can handle sell. Because he's a good looking guy. What? What? Baron Sorry, John. Baron Corbin was a boxer before he uh, entered wrestling. Yep. Yep. What's boxing got to do when I'm jumping about your head? That's bro for all, though. Just punching. That would be interesting. I might need to email Vince about that. I might need to email Vince and say, listen. They brawl for all again. You need to see the dark side of the ring, Rab, with, with brawl for all. It's fucking brilliant, I man. It's sad, it. man. They brawl for all. Winner fights Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. Fucking biggest, biggest thing ever. They should do a woman's brawl for all. <laughs> and the winner fights Ronda Rousey. Aye. Uh, what about that? Who would win a woman's brawl for all? Nia Jax. 
<laughs> Nia Jax. You love Nia Jax, John. Hey, day, man. You love Nia Jax, you know what you're talking about? You're always going on about her. Ugh, I know, I can. But I, think we are, well, I think we are quite a Nia Jax positive show, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're, quite, we're always quite supportive of Nia Jax. Um, Gredo, do you have any unpopular opinions before we moved on? Just I think wrestling's shite now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Right, we've got loads of gear so you can look the top dog while sitting in the house. Your designs including the mark is here with a quote pick of the wrestling... Say that again, mate. This is fucking ridiculous, mate. Right. Wrestling Daft merch. We've got a load of gear so that you can look top dog while sitting in the house. The designs right now include the mark is here with a picture of the Wrestling Daft belt, Wrestling's kid own, and the immortal quote from the immortal Hulk Hogan. Good night, Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know it. A work when you put a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. That's on a t-shirt. Put the classics on. How dare you? Come on. I'm going to take the bump for you. Chips, cheese and Donnaby and Margaret there, the fiend. Not only that, we've got hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags and aprons just at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Bad news though. The merch stand has rejected our spooky club design the one that ripped off the bullet club and that was for copyright reasons. Don't worry though, our boy Kyle Customs is working on a workaround. So check our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now or check your links on the Facebook page or on Twitter and it's at wrestling daft. We all have that one story in a locker that we break out when we're trying to impress somebody. So take that one story and put it in a wrestling environment. That's all we're asking you today and that's exactly what we do on this wrestling daft road story. You send us your story and we imagine that we are two wrestlers on the way back for the show trying to pop each other with a shaggy dog story. Start that more, Gredo. Let's go. What flavour are you on these days? I'm on Bubbleberry, 1.8%. I'm on. It's no good for you, that stuff, mate. I know, mate. Tell me about it. My tickers in some neck, I'll tell you. It's in some neck, these bumps. Anyway, let me tell you a wee story, Rob. Oh, I'd love to hear a wee story. Do I hear mate. one? It, right. makes a, it makes the drive go faster. Right. Here's a story. Here's a story, right? right. So, Rob, here's a crack, man. I was about 10 year old and I was in the BBs, the Boys Brigade. Do you remember that? No, oh, I remember them, eh? Well, I mean, I still think it's a thing unless it's been exposed as a big kind of. Massive pedo ring or something like that. Yeah, maybe shouldn't have said that. Right? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, one week um, it was announced that we were going to be doing a big talent show hang with a big bunch of BBs for the local area. So, Rab, we get tell we're going to be doing a Star Trek theme, and I get the part of a certain Doctor Crusher. Brilliant. That's my system myself. I sounds he sounds like a big hard bastard that does a lot of crushing. That's what I thought. So we spent a couple of weeks practicing before the show. But, and Rab, I missed the dress rehearsal because I wasn't well. Bear be in mind, listen, Rab, nowhere in this script it gives me a first name. It's just Dr. Crusher. So it turns up in the night of the show. I'm on my da. They're with me. They're here to watch the show. I heads backstage. The first thing that happens when I get there is the old woman who's locking after stuff and She's taking care of stuff backstage and she says, Right, Beverly, 
You go and sit over there and we'll get your makeup started. And I think to myself, who's Beverly? But then I also think to myself, this woman's always been a big bit strange, so I've just been away and I kind of sat down. So I'm sitting there, Rab, right? Sitting there next to a bunch of other, other wee guys, right? Jordy and Worf, they're all getting blacked up. Wee guys getting big Prince Charles ears stuck on. I think he was a Ferenegi. Ferenegi? Ferengi. Ferengi. Next spot, I'm sitting there and I starts getting lipstick, mascara, eyeshadow put on, eyeshadow put on me. So at this point, Rab, I'm getting a wee bit confused. Because... But then it all started to make sense when somebody handed me a big pair of plastic tits, arse padding, and a ginger wig, and I was told to go and put my dress and my heels on. <laughs> Turns out, Dr. Crusher was a woman. The heels and dress appear to have belonged to the old woman, so the heels were too small. And the dress skimmed my ass. Apparently, Dr. Crusher was a bit of a slag. Fuck. Uh, I can tell, I can still remember the horror when the parents' faces as we wandered onto the stage. Bunch of skinny wee guys in various states of blackface. Me shuffling about the stage like Tina Turner on roller skates. Worf with bits of ham in his face as we all danced to Star Trekking and we did our replay, mortifying. The worst part, Rab, is we never won. Story, mate. That's a hilarious story. Uh, no, that just sounds made up, that story, doesn't it? <laughs> to me, it sounds entirely made up. It just is hard to believe that any of that was true. A couple of wee uh, accuracy moments as well. Dr. Beverly Crusher never ever wore a dress in the in the series. I'm pretty sure she no. that was not Starfleet uniform. <laughs> um a good possibility there was a bit of kind of racist blackface happening at, at the I BB. The, the, the recreated wharf by hanging bits of ham from It's a bizarre story. I would like who sent that story in? It was Sean who sent that one in. I demand some kind of corroboration. I, I want. He needs to swear to us that that really happened, because it, it feels like a stretch to me. It feels like a stretch to me. There must be photographic evidence of that, and I would love to see a picture of it. Doctor Crusher. I'd never actually thought of that before, right enough. Actually, that Doctor Crusher. I mean, that is a name and a half in it. Doctor Crusher sounds like some guy that would have been in the territories in the nineteen sixties, isn't it? Some guy with a big kind of white mask on or something. Doctor Crusher. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, that is it for Wrestling Daft. Uh, we just need to pick a listener of the week, Gradle. Listener of the week. I am going to say, I don't know. Who's you think? Why don't we get to Jamie who said that John C... Well, here's a choice for you. I'm going to let you choose. Do we get to Jamie who says John Cena is an all-time great? Or do we get to Graham who says Jim Cornette slagging current Aye. wrestling as very entertaining? Let's, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Let's go for Graham. Plus, that's also my shoot name. Unless people don't know that, that's my shoot name. It's your shoot name. Right, okay. So we're going to give the belt to Graham for being a fan of Jim Cornette, which is something that really sticks in my throat. But and sharing my shoot name. That's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content and for the video version of this show, get on board at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And why not check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Buy some merch, join the Patreon, skis your money, 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. So, of course, I'm getting tagged because the WWE Performance Centre have released names of the 20 people who have just signed for their biggest ever intake. And there's a female who's signed, and her name is... Taylor Grado. (laughs) (laughs) Her name's Taylor Grado. And I saw this before I came on. Grado spelt how? Uh, G-R-A-D-O. G-R-A-D-O. Aye. What? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Taylor Grado. That's is, that, is that a real name? I think that's a shoot name. Type in Taylor Grado into fucking Google. Taylor Grado. This is that's what like if Taylor Swift married you, that's what her name would be. <laughs> Taylor Grado. There you go, mate. So it should looks- we talk about this next week, guys? Taylor Grado. Right. Taylor spelt how? T-A-Y-L-O-R This is an incredible She's thing to happen at the end of an episode. <laughs> I know, man. I should have brought it up, but uh, Taylor Grado, WWE. I mean, you've got to you've got to get signed now as a brother, right? <laughs> as a long-lost Scottish brother, it's going to happen. <laughs> Fuck no, man. Apparently she's using Evolve and all that carry-on, so there you have it. You're so kinda. Wow. Wow. There we are. It's your cell, Grado. Well, maybe oh. it's no your cell. Taylor's your cell now. <laughs> we look at the journalist today. I've got to say something else. Uh, breaking news Mick Foley basically tweeted out wishing the very best to my friend Paul White on his signing with. He meant to put AEW, but he's put AE. He's put Andrew Ewing for Cowden Beef, which is the SMP. MP for counting. What? <laughs> Fuck off, man! Why is everything happening now? Hold oh, on, Brett. Let's see. Why is this happening? Tagged. He's tagged an SMP. <laughs> no, <laughs> mate, this is brilliant. It's signing with. That's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations to my wishing the very best to my friend Paul White on his signing with Annabelle Ewing from Cowden Beef. <laughs> no way. Has it been deleted now? That's so funny because he also says, I'm guessing the big fella thought he'd done all there was to the WWE and that he still had some gas left in the tank. <laughs> Annabelle, you why, why is it? They don't listen to this bit now. You know that? Oh. And uh, Mick then also said a, a follow up saying, My apologies to Annabelle Ewing for counting me for any unwanted attention from my last. <laughs> that was my autocorrect. Oh, what, man? That's hilarious. There we go. Nice That's way funny. to. That's funny, nice way to end, nice way to end. Taylor Gredo and a bit of cowed and beef. Up the road, Gredo, up the road. Up the road, that's your cell. Charity, bye. Audio Frontier. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 